You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Tess and Greg. Tess, how are you doing tonight? I'm wonderful because I have a glass of wine now. Today was a shit show, but wine makes everything better. Good. Bottoms up. <laughs> That's good. That's always a good thing. We're getting close to the holidays. Always a great thing. Greg, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm uh, drinking a Bell's Brewery Oarsman Ale um, <laughs> and waiting I'm for Christmas. I'm not drinking for the game tonight. Yeah, I'm not drinking for the game tonight. The Red Wings are actually having me seen. Although the other night, playing the Leafs, I had to drink. And I had to drink hardcore before that game. And you know what? They ended up winning, so I probably should have kept the mojo going. But you know what? Whatever. Yeah, you should be drinking. Now we're going to lose because of Jonathan Erickson and you. Uh, don't blame me. Jonathan Erickson is the culprit of every problem that we have. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot more problems. That He's a, a big lot deeper part of the problem. Than though, Jonathan Erickson, okay. Including one general manager, Ken Holland. But we're not going to get into that tonight. We will, however, get into that pretty soon. Greg, I want you to take it away, please. All right. Well, first, we're going to do a little shout out to Howie's Hockey Tape. Listen, if you play hockey and you've never been to Howie's Hockey Tape.com, what are you doing with your life? Howie sells hockey accessories to most of the major leagues. They've got tape. They've got pucks. I was just on their website. They've got laces. They do custom stuff. If you go there and you do an order uh, to howieshockeytape.com or .ca for the folks in Canada you, and use promo code WINGEDO, you will get 10% off. Save money for Christmas. You know you already spent all your money, but if you still need pucks, uh, go there. Use our code. You get 10% off Howie's Hockey Tape. So... Tonight we're doing a little pre-Christmas special. We're going to try and get this one in quick. Uh, we got a couple topics. We're not focusing solely on the Red Wings tonight. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a league-wide thing, and we will start off with a team that is not the Red Wings, and we will start with opinions from Tess. Tess, what is happening yes. with the Edmonton Oilers this season? Um, well, they're not so good this season. I didn't know they were that bad. Um I don't know what happened because I believe they were playoff worthy last year. Am I mistaken? They were in the playoffs last year. They right? were. Like, yeah. Okay. led them to the playoffs. Okay. And they are currently like second to last in their division right now. Yeah. If my standings are load, but I don't know exactly what their points are right now. But I don't think McJesus is being McJesus-like unless he's the only one that's playing. I mean, I haven't really heard that much about him. So I think that's concerning since they got so much hype last year. Yep. I mean, they're not my favorite team, so I don't really care. However, I think for the league, it was good to have them start, you know, on that uphill trend. But I yeah. don't know really what their issue is. They seem like just rely on McDavid. I think that's their problem, honestly, that they relied too much on McDavid to carry them, which he can, but he shouldn't have to. Yep, the Edmonton Oilers so far, yes. 15 wins, 17 losses, and have 32 points. They are only Ooh. above Arizona, which you know that's Arizona's not going to win anything. So Arizona's 7-24. and 24. Tyler, what do you I think about the Oilers? That. Yeah, the Oilers are, are, are an interesting team. I mean, you know, you locked up Connor McDavid with the, with the big contract, and, you know, he's played okay. He's played better as of late. You know, he's got uh, 40 points in 34 games, which, you know, really is not bad. Um, and then you got Leon Dreisaitl, who they also locked up. I think they locked him up a little bit too soon. They probably could have given him the bridge contact, uh, contract. They didn't. They elected to give him the long-term deal. And he's only got 25 points in 30 games. And, you know, the Oilers are 
down in the Arizona territory. So that's uh, that's obviously not where you want to be, uh, you know, and it's not solely on McDavid and Dreisaitl. They haven't had a lot of, uh, you know, outside goal scoring other than McDavid and Dreisaitl. Lucic has dried up a bit. Patrick Maroon hasn't been the same kind of player. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto, who is going to be on the Team USA World Junior Team, they sent him back to junior so he could be a part of that tournament. Uh, they, they, you know, they sent him back earlier in the season, and he was on a line with McDavid. Now, Jesse Puliyarvi is up. He's playing pretty good with the Oilers. And then, you know, they have some regression on the blue line and, and um, Oscar Kleppbaum, who hasn't been that great this year. And then, you know, all the other defensemen that they have, have had have not been great. And even the goaltending hasn't been great. Laurent Brassois has been, uh, you know, okay, but he's a kid. Underwhelming. You can't expect the kid to just come in and shut it down. And uh, Cam Talbot's been hurting, and when he has been playing, he hasn't been playing that well. And that's that's the reason why the Oilers are in the predicament that they're in. Yeah, I think the big thing is that you're right. Balance goal scoring is the biggest part for me. Yeah, McDavid's the point leader with 12 goals and 28 assists, followed by Nugent Hopkins with 14 goals and 11 assists, and then Dreisaitl. But you, you were expecting to get some scoring from Lucic, who only has eight goals so far this season. Uh, they were expecting as well. I think the big gamble that they took was on uh, Strom and Strom has six goals and nine assists and 15 points. I think they were expecting him to do a lot more. I think they were also expecting Darnell Nurse to do a lot more and he hasn't. So I think a lot of the, they thought they had a solid lineup. The kids performed really well last year. They locked up Dreisaitl to that big contract. You know, sometimes when they do that, that they don't feel like they're playing for a contract. And when they get that contract, their foot kind of comes off the gas a little bit. Granted, he has also been hurt. Uh, he was out like four games. But I think it's they, – they were expecting more, and you can't just count on – I mean, it's the same thing with the Red Wings. You can't count on two players to do all your work for you. So, I mean, yeah, Mantha's good. Yeah, yeah, Larkin's good. But they can't be your whole team, just like McDavid and Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl can't be your whole team. He's got to yeah, be they, they need balanced goal scoring from Lucic and Maroon and and all those guys, and they're not getting it. No, so how do you think they're going to end the season, though? You think they're going to make the playoffs? Uh, no. At this point in time, no, because, I mean, I just think they've dug themselves in too far of a hole to get themselves out of, and as Erickson turns the puck over again right now for the Red Wings. <laughs> um, yeah, they've just dug themselves in, into too deep of a hole, and they're not just, they're not going to get out of it unless you know they go on a historic streak. And uh, I just don't see it happening. Tess, do you agree that it would be robbery if the Edmonton Oilers got the number one pick again? It's annoying. Like it, it can't happen every year. Okay, not every year, but like I do think so. Like, come on, give somebody else a chance. I think. Like, like imagine McDavid and then Rasmus Dahlin on defense. Oh God, let's not start thinking about that now. <laughs> How, uh, you never I, know. I must say, like, what Tyler said about the playoffs, I like the playoff, like the point race is still pretty close. So honestly, if some of the top teams have their losing skids come up soon, you never, I mean, honestly, I did not realize how close it was. Anything could happen. It'll be a just, long shot, but they could make it an interesting race to the playoffs. Just, just to throw something in there, and, and I actually, I listen to a lot of Sirius XM NHL Network radio, and uh, they they actually have like correspondence for each team, so they have an hour 
uncertain teams like every day. So like the Oilers will be some days we'll just get in the car and we're talking about the Sabres. And uh, interestingly, we were talking about the Oilers the other day. And uh, one of the writers for the Oilers was on there and he basically said, okay, yeah, they've dug themselves a deep hole. They've still yet to play San Jose. They've still yet to play Los Angeles. They've still yeah, they've got yet to play Anaheim. They've, they've still yet to play uh, Vegas. They still have to play them a few times. They've that just dug themselves too deep of a hole, and it looks like it's just going to be way too far to climb out of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, what what could help them out is uh, are the refs, right? The refs could help <laughs> out the Oilers, get them some penalties, get them some points. Uh, what do you guys think of the refs uh, this season? We'll start with you, Tyler. Yeah, I don't think they've been that bad. I think early on, you know, it was almost like, look, you guys are going to learn not to slash players or we're going to call every single slash that are that it's, you know, on the hands, anywhere near the hands. It's kind of turned into international hockey. You talk about the world juniors and, and the Olympics It's kind of turned into IIHF. You slash someone around the hands or, or on the stick, like up on the shaft of the stick, you're getting called. That's what it is. It's turned into, uh, you know, what the hooking rule was after the 2005 lock, 2004 lockout. Uh, they wanted to get it out. And basically what they did is any holding, any hooking, they're calling it. They're going to the box. It doesn't matter. And so they've drilled it into the play. I think the players players learned or have refs lightened up. No, I think the players are learning. And I think the refs have lightened up a little bit. But I think the players have learned uh, that if you're going to slash a player, you're going to get called especially if it's up near the hands. I haven't seen much like, you know, if, if you're carrying the puck and you're protecting it and someone takes a nice hack at the bottom of your stick, but anywhere from the middle up, you're asking for a call. And so on what the hands, it's stopping a lot of the, it's stopping a lot of the Sidney Crosby slashes. Yes. However, I will give you one more thing. Goal scoring is up and I'll tell you why it's up. Goal scoring is up because players get to go, go to the net without getting slashed that, you know, so they get to protect the puck and then cut to the middle. Okay. Yeah. You can get hit, but yeah, there's no longer that play where someone's going to take the stick and hack you around the hands of your play. Really hockey. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's, it's created more scoring opportunities. Tess, how you feel about the refs this season? I agree with Tyler. Um, in the beginning of the season, I think it was all, we were all aware of uh how the harsher, stricter rules for slashing, like, even if you, I felt like even if you, like, look like you were about to slash someone, they're like, oh, nope, go in the box. So they were very, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsessive over the rule at first, but then I'm more like, by February, they were March, very stringent. Off. There we go. Thank you. Um, but I feel like even now, just watching the few games I have in the, like, last few days, I feel like they kind of backed off on being so, like, overprotective of these calls, just kind of letting them play, but obviously they're going to make calls. Um, but yeah, slashing, I'm fine with that being called because I wouldn't want to be slashed on the wrists. I don't no. think they want to. I mean, some careers could end from that. I, mean, I don't want to be marked dramatic, but like, so we don't want, Ooh, Nielsen just took a stick to the face and he has Ooh. blood. Sorry. Distracted. Um, no, really I think the refs, I think the refs have been fair. I'm still not a big fan of the, like the face-off rule. I feel like because oh. it's just really annoying. Like I understand it, but just it's still annoying because players are still trying to get used to it. Like they, uh, I feel like every game I watch on Fox Sports Detroit, Ken and Mick, you're always saying that Zetterberg is still trying to adjust because he always gets waved out because he has not figured out yet. So that's the only thing that still annoys me because I still don't really understand it. 
But besides that, I feel the refs have been consistent. And I have to give them credit because a lot of calls have gone our way this season, which never happens. So I cannot complain too much because it's been nice to have either goals called that a year ago or two years ago they wouldn't have been called or calls called back. So I feel like we finally get and like paid our dues for what we've been going through as Wings fans and as the team. They've gotten some calls to go their way when they probably shouldn't have, but we were due for them. So I am okay with how the refs are doing so far this season. Yeah, and you guys were talking about too earlier how animated they're being and like having fun, like Wes McCauley's having fun yes. with, with with awesome. Yeah, he's calls. awesome. I think they need to Less bring more of that. They they are the enforcers of the game. They're making the rules, but I think they also need to have fun with their with their job because I mean it provides entertainment for everyone, and they should be doing a better job if they're having fun with it. So it's a game I, that's I think supposed to be doing, fun. So I agree. Exactly. I think they've been doing a good job too. Um, I'm. I'm okay with them kicking people out of the face-off, but they haven't been calling penalties on it. That's the good part. Yes. So in the preseason, they were doing face-off via. There'd be two in a row, and they'd call penalty, and that's that's what the problem has been. Um, But I'm I'm okay with them kicking someone out as long as the second person's smart enough to just not move and take a penalty. It's It's the encroachment that they're having a problem with. And they're saying that it can cause harm to the ref. They can trip the ref or fall down or something. Oh, big but, deal. Drop the puck. That's the way but, I look at it. Yeah, but it's I, I get it. And I'm just happy they're not calling penalties on it every time. I agree. Yes. So, they, they say they um, want to keep the not, game flowing, and then they start doing this bullshit. That's what I don't get, but... I was just going to yeah. say that. Yeah, well, they want to keep the flow up. but You can't have it both ways. Every sport says that. Got to make the game quicker. Uh, millennials don't have a long attention span. Got to keep it going. <laughs> can't have a four-hour game. And then they're calling all these penalties and these encroachments and waving people out of the circle. But, I mean, I haven't noticed any games going ridiculously long this year. So it's no, been No, right. I, I don't I think the NHL really has I feel the pace has been stepped up. Problem. I feel like yeah. the speed of the game. Yeah. I think it's just also because younger players. But I feel like – especially now like they're not calling every little thing like you sneeze two for the box and yep. you sneeze and you're gonna slash them but you know what i mean i feel like they're just kind of laying back and i think yeah. they're just letting they're letting the guys play which is what I, all of us fans want just let them play the, the only analogy yeah, i exactly. can give it is is like players have mid-season form and i think refs have mid-season form as well like where they just start yes. okay we're not gonna be a dick anymore we're just gonna if there's a penalty and it's blatant, we're going to go. And if not, then, you know, let's play on. However, I will just say one thing. One of the refs that refed uh, the Red Wings game, what was the last game that they were home? Oh, against the Maple Leafs. Um, mm-hmm. He almost, the ref almost got hit. And uh, Ken Daniels said, oh, that was a young referee, Cameron Voss. It's funny they say Cameron Voss because I actually used to work with the guy at the shop that I'm now um, at right now. Here's Pierre um, Maguire with a fun fact for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> take it away, Pierre. So, yeah, anyway, anyways, I thought it was funny. You know, he refed hockey East here with, like, Boston College and stuff like that, and now he's refing in the NHL. So I thought it was good pretty cool. Him. Is to he, see he a good old Ontario boy? Yeah, good old Ontario boy. Minnesota, actually. Minnesota boy. Minnesota. Okay. He's good American well, that was, boy. Uh, there was our commentary from uh, Don Cherry there. Uh, (laughs) so uh our next topic is the my my favorite probably gonna be my favorite is are the vegas golden knights for real and i think i'm gonna start this one um i've i've followed hockey for 
since the beginning of high school and in middle we school. And I, would, <laughs> I got excited. Green. Up the trade value, Mike Green. Right, up it up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, first round sorry. pick. <laughs> so I I always told myself is I'm like, I'm not gonna have a second favorite team until they put a new team in the league. And then uh the Vegan Vegas Golden Knights came in this season and they are tearing it up. And I'm so happy that they are my second favorite team because what better than to have a team that honestly in their first year could win their division, uh get a division title in their first year. That's insane. Um so it's are they for real? I think they are. I think they did a masterful um entry or uh expansion draft. You got to give McPhee a ton of credit. James Neal's been destroying it for them, and, and I think the Golden Knights are for real. I think they will win their division, and I th- actually think they have a chance at having a pretty deep cup run. They just beat uh, the Lightning in regulation last night, so I think I think Vegas is for real. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, you know for real is is one of those things that you throw around there, and you're like, well, what's for real mean? If you mean for real by they're going to make the playoffs, sure. Are they going to win the division? I don't know, man. San Jose's yet to play their best hockey. LA's played really good, and they're tied with with Vegas right now. Vegas has yet to really have that losing streak um, that every team seems to have. Now let's see how they respond from it when they do end up having it because they're going to have it at some point in time. However – you have to give them credit with, um, you know, the goaltending situation and then all the players that they've lost due to injury. And Jonathan Marchessault with 31 points and James Neal with 27 and William Carlson, the, the former uh, Columbus Blue Jacket, also with 27. They're, they're, they're doing a tremendous job. And James Neal's got 17 goals. I mean, who the heck saw that coming off Nashville? Yeah. I mean, what, he's 33, 34 years old. That's that, – They've gone you know, through what, five do? Yeah, yeah, they've gone through a lot. So, I mean, would I like to see them have a deep cup run? Sure, but that's going to mean that they're going to have to trade for players at the deadline because as constituted right now, I don't think they're good enough to have a long cup run. I think they can make the playoffs, sure, but I don't think they're they're poised to have a deep cup run if they don't add to that team. I think <clears> their like most green. impressive thing is, is their um... – their amount of goalies like you they have sort of flurry flurry gets injured they bring up uh spawn they play oscar dansk they play maxime legacy they've played a ton of people all their goalies and all their goalies have performed spectacularly and if they're that deep in goal i don't see why they wouldn't if, if you say they need to make trades at the deadline trade away one of your goalies you've got like four solid ones yeah. Trade away one of your goalies, pick up some people. I agree. Awesome. Tess, how do you feel about the Golden Knights? I am really happy where they're at because um, I believe a few shows ago, like we were doing preseason, we did like predictions about the Golden Knights. And I said, I really hope they do well because as an expansion team, you don't want their first year to be a total failure because it kind of just looks bad on the league as a whole because the league yeah. is trying to expand. And I don't think any of us were like, why the hell we would put a team in Vegas, like another desert team? Like, we see how all that's working out in Arizona. So, like, at first I was skeptical, but then you saw the players they got, and you just, like, I think if you're a fan of hockey, you want to see the game grow. So to see them be tied in their um, conference with 46 points, I believe they're tied with uh, Nashville, 
and they have what they're 22 9 and 2 i don't think anyone saw that coming except like people like me and no. Greg who are like let's do it expansion team let's i'm go Vegas. Really, exactly like and i remember like their first, the home opener when they did um they honored the tragedy that happened in vegas so, like just how that community came together and it just, you know, you just felt a sense of like they already were a team before they the puck even dropped and the city was behind them. Yeah. And every video I've seen of like home games, they are having sellout crowds. It's turning out to be a Absolutely. genius idea and people are getting really into it. And I think it's totally awesome. Like more hockey fans, the better. And the team feeds off the crowd's energy. Like they enjoy, I believe I saw a stat yesterday during the wings game. I believe Vegas is like top three for um, home wins, like we're having the best home record. Yeah. Something like that, which for their first season is like remarkable. They have broken like, what every more? single expansion team record. That's okay. I, also, I believe I saw them tweet that out yesterday too. But like, what more? Like, the NHL could not like plan like any better. I think Vegas is surpassing everyone's expectation and goals. And I would like to see them have a deep playoff run. Um, I'm curious to see like if they if they do have a losing streak. I feel like every team does, but there's always those few that just don't, and you get really mad because you yep. want them to because your team always has them. If they yep. don't have it by the trade deadline, I'm curious to see what players are actually asking to go to Vegas. They do have a legit yeah. chance. That would be really interesting because I don't yeah. think anyone back in September is like, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go beg to go play for Vegas in February. So I'm hopeful that they could go far in the playoffs. It's definitely gonna make the playoffs, but they could win the yeah. division. I just think it'd be great for the city and the sport as a whole. So I am all on this Vegan Vegas Golden Knights bandwagon. I am all aboard. Let's go. And now they're doing charity with puppies, and that makes them even better. <sighs> Puppy's not we're my doing heart. puppy charity. Uh, <laughs> and then I think we're gonna uh, we're trying to do a shorter show tonight, so I think this is what we're gonna end it on. Um, Tyler, are you awake over there? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll start with you on this one, and this is gonna be our final question of the night. What has impressed you most about the league this season? Well, about the league itself, I mean, you really got to look at the team. Or like in the league. league, what's that? Or in the league, about the league or in the league? What is what is impressive yeah, most about that? Yeah, in the league. I mean, obviously, you'd be crazy not to say the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, they're they're twenty four and seven, twenty four seven and two, with fifty points. I mean, that's more than just about you know every team except for actually, yeah, no, they they have five more points than everybody else. Uh, and then you have. Stamkos and Kucherov, who have combined for 93 points altogether. It's just remarkable what Tampa Bay has been able to do. Now let's see what they're going to do in the postseason. Let's see if they'll be able to be that team that, you know, is able to slay the Dragons like the Chicago Cubs were a few years ago with the best team. But usually you go into the postseason with the best team and you usually end up with nothing. So, you know, let's see if Tampa Bay is able to do that. Um, and then, you know, Obviously, the young players that have come into the league, Nico Heeshear, uh, Clayton Keller, Brock Besser, they've all been really good. And Brock, Be- Brock Besser has been remarkable for the Vancouver Canucks. So, And, and they're going to get even better in a few years with Elias Pettersson going to join that team maybe next year. So uh, the rich get richer there in Vancouver. And I think before long, the Canucks are going to be a power in the West. Tess, what is your uh, what what impresses you most about the league so far? 
I'm going to go back to like the whole Vegas thing. I think that having an expansion team do incredibly well helps your sport overall in the league and makes you look like the good guy for once, which I don't think Batman has looked like a good guy in his entire um, tendency as no. the freaking leader of this wonderful game. So I think having an expansion team do well is awesome because also they are in a travelist nation. So you have all these people from all over the world and all over there. Like you're gaining hockey fans, you're creating hockey fans, like the sport and the brand is growing, which I think is great. I also, I think the refs being consistent have helped me tolerate the game even more. Like we said earlier, the refs are just being consistent. They're kind of being more laid back. Goal scoring is up, which is something they've been talking about for years. You want to have more goal scoring and it's finally happening. We have more young little babies coming in this league and they are just, you know, amazing and doing things that I can only dream about doing. I think overall this season is doing pretty well, minus the fact that they are not participating in the Olympics. But that's a whole other discussion. That's like their only downfall. But in every other aspect, this season I think has gone like storybook worthy for the NHL. Like they have scripted it very well so far. Yeah, I'm also probably going to say Vegas um, being able to bring in a team brand new, do a draft like that have them come in and have instant success, have an instant fan base, have the entire city rally around them when no one thought they were going to. I think that has been, has been probably the highlight. Nikita Kucherov uh, so far has 23 goals and 25 assists. The man is insane. I don't think anyone thought this was going to happen either, um, but Kucherov has been great. And I think the other thing is that um, the... NHL's willingness, though it may not be Gary Bettman's willingness or or want to, because I hate that little demon man. But um, the NHL's willingness to expand, and now now we're talking about the Seattle expansion. Yes, um, that could possibly be happening in a couple years. Excited to see them go to new places to maybe move some teams around to get new teams. It's their willingness to, like you said, even though they're not going to be in the Olympics, and that's going to piss me off for the rest of the year. Um, that even though they're not going to be in the Olympics, that they're willing to expand, they're willing to listen to people, uh, listen to groups that, that want teams, and then be able to immediately make teams successful, um, or com- at least competitive. So I think the NHL this year is a year where the the, the league is going in the right direction. Wayne Simmons just tied it up. Yep. Yeah, the league's going in the right direction. Um, if you if you love international hockey and you love the United States and love the cheer for Team USA, watch the 2018 World Junior Hockey Championship on uh, NHL Network. If you don't have NHL Network, don't worry. You can go on twitch.tv, and uh, they do, like, a 30-day free trial, and they have NHL Network, and then you just have to, like, put your card on there. You'll be able to watch the whole 2018 World Junior Hockey Championship, including uh, the two best prospects in the tournament, Erasmus Dahlin, the brother of Wings prospect of Denny Svechnikov. So it'll be interesting to see. You guys want to check out anything about that tournament? Obviously, you can follow USA Hockey. But Tyler, we, yeah. is that with Twitch Prime? You get to watch it with Twitch Prime? Yeah, like their subscription. Yeah. Okay. If you have Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime for free, I believe. Really? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So that's a good thing. Uh, So I'm trying to endorse this tournament a little bit. Go watch the kids. The kids are the future of this league. Yeah, I I agree. The the kids are the future of the league. 
And you wouldn't believe the amount of players that you see in that tournament. And two years later, you're like, oh, my God, I've seen this guy play for Canada. This guy played for USA. This guy played for X team. And uh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, so check out that tournament out. We actually did a podcast last night, which is live on iTunes. We tweeted it out. It's about the World Junior Hockey Championship. We went I into scored. a little bit. We, we went into a little bit of, of, about the other countries, but it was mostly Team USA. So check it out, guys. Fuck yeah, we scored. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's yes. all we have for tonight. Uh, Tess, you got anything you want to end with um, for the holiday seasons? I wish everyone a happy holiday season. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season with their friends and family and loved ones. And let's make 2018 our bitch. Tyler. Mic drop. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year, everything like that. Um, Hopefully we do one before the New Year. Maybe not. We'll see. I appreciate everyone listening to us and, uh, you know, subscribe to us. Uh, check out our YouTube page. We're going to be doing some vlogs here coming up pretty soon. You know, wish me luck in Boston on uh, Saturday afternoon because <laughs> the Red Wings are going to need it. The Bruins are on fuego right now, and uh, and the Red Wings are they're playing okay right now. So I guess I like my chances going into that game a little bit more. But 1-6-1 one, one since they moved into the Eastern Conference against the Boston Bruins. And that is not including the uh, series where they lost in five games in the postseason. So. Anyways, bring it up, Tyler. Appreciate it. Thanks so, for uh, the So, Tess, I'm going to start with you. Please shout out your Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at tmdudleyxo. And Greg, what is yours? Oh, mine. Mine is uh, at bringing the wing. Yes. Follow Greg. Follow Tess. If you want to follow me, I don't know why you would want to, um, but you can follow me on Twitter at tyler underscore sealy. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can also find us on Facebook. And you can also like us on Instagram as well. Or follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Uh, Winged Octopus like as well. We're looking, at, we're looking at a Snapchat. Uh, I'm not sure what the hold up with that is. Uh, but that's about it, guys. Go Wings. Everybody have a happy holiday season. And uh, hopefully we can open 2018 with maybe the United States uh, putting Olympic or putting World Junior gold. And then, hey, maybe Olympic gold in a few months. USA all, right, all the way. Classy hockey town. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a smile.